Welcome to the Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. My name is Dr. Adriana Popescu. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and leader in the field of mental health, energy psychology, addiction, trauma, and empowerment. In this podcast, we will be exploring mental health from a variety of perspectives, from the spiritual to the shamanic and beyond. What if mental illness isn't everything we think it is? What if everything we see as a pathology is actually a possibility? What else is possible with mental health? Hi everyone, Dr. Adriana Popescu here with you again for another episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. I'm super excited to have with me as my guest today, Tapas Fleming. She is the founder and creator of TAT, Tapas Acupressure Technique. After facilitating personal growth for many years, Tapas Fleming became interested in physical and energetic healing. She became a licensed acupuncturist and began her practice in 1987, specializing in the treatment of allergies. Searching for a simple, effective treatment, Tapas developed TAT in 1993. She soon realized that in addition to relieving her patients' allergic reactions, TAT was clearing the effects of their past stressful or traumatic experiences in an easy, gentle way. Now one of the most celebrated leaders in energy psychology, Tapas has taught TAT to hundreds of thousands of enthusiastic people worldwide, including myself. So I'm so happy to have you here today. Welcome. Woohoo! Thank you. I'm so excited to do this with you. Thank and you. Talk to all the folks listening. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I always like to start with my guests by asking them about their own experience. So tell us a little bit about your story. How did you come to do this work? Um, what were some of your own personal things you might've been going through that kind of led you, that drew you to this? Okay, cool. Well, um, just to try and keep it short-ish, <laughs> uh, my dad was very scary and um, was just someone we were all afraid of. Four kids, mom, dad. So that was like the general background of my growing up years. And one really specific time was uh, when I was eight back in 1960. And my dad was beating my sister with a strap on a Saturday morning. And my mom was looking at me like, do something about this. So at that point in my life, I really wanted to run away from home. So meanwhile, I grew up, I got to be a teenager and I started dating men. And after I left home, actually get, getting into relationships and I kept finding myself being in the end with a guy who was so much like my dad and thinking, how the heck does this keep happening? I keep trying to pick people that are so unlike my dad and kept being in this kind of relationship. So that was a background issue for me. And then concurrent with that, by the time I was a teenager, I had gotten way into enlightenment type work. And by the time I was 17, actually, I left home and got into emotional release work, living in a community that was into all of that kind of stuff. So my question to myself was like, wow, I've actually had profound experiences of who I am, absolute truth type experiences, and still 
I'm ending up in these stupid, horrible relationships. Why do I? So my question was, why do I keep doing the same stupid things? That was in the background. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's going to be familiar to many of us. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that was the, the thing I was trying to solve. Meanwhile, um, I was married. I gave birth to twins, but one die had died before birth. Mm -hmm. And at six months, they were both gestation they were both born so I had one baby who was born a girl who was had been dead for a while and then I had this baby in ICU for a hundred days who then died on its due date and wow. so trying to heal from that one of my friends said why don't you try acupuncture so I did and I thought you know I think this would be a great profession for me so I got into that because I was into natural healing and um, flows of energy, which I could feel since I was pretty young. So in the midst of that, one of my good friends said, hey, I learned this technique that helps you get over allergies. Why don't you check it out? It was NAET, Nambudrapat's Allergy Elimination Technique. So I was doing that and trying to make it simpler and more effective for my clients because some of them were really sick and by the time they would drive to see me they'd be sicker from being in traffic then they'd get the treatment and then they'd draw, have to drive home and just being in fumes car fumes and city and stuff they'd feel so wasted again so I was just trying to solve what is the simplest cheapest fastest most effective thing I can do for my patients so I don't know if I said, I did become an acupuncturist actually. Yes, okay, so anyway, so I'm seeing patients. And one day I was taking a nap on my acupuncture table. And I remembered what one of my professors said, which was that all the meridians join and enter the brain right at this point, which is one of the acupuncture meridians. And I thought, well, since it's such a central point and I was actually using that meridian which goes down the sides of the back and affects the whole body in my allergy treatments I thought well maybe if I touch here you can needle there but I thought if I touch here it'll um help people get over stuff get over their allergies faster and it was really cool because someone would come in with an allergy they'd leave without the allergy it was really great. So I started using that on clients. And um, this one woman came in, she said, I'm allergic to salt. I went, oh my God, that's gotta be crazy to live with. So when I, when I, um, after I did the treatment for her, she said, <clears throat> I've been in therapy for nine years. She was about in her late fifties. I've been in therapy for nine years because I was sexually abused. It was in a bar and afterwards, each time I was given a bag of potato chips. So it was like, ding, oh my God, the salt of the potato chips and that trauma, all those traumas all became, this is not good for me. So she became like allergic to the whole thing. So she got over her allergy plus she said this is the still sitting on my acupuncture table she said 
this is the first time in my life I can think of that entire period of my childhood and I have absolutely zero charge on it. Wow. So I went, oh my God, my prayers have also been answered because I realized I could then use it for myself to get over <laughs> the dad stuff. Mm -hmm. so I could be with a great guy eventually. So yeah. That's what happened. And I did end up with a great guy. <laughs> Congratulations. Good job. Um, Thank you. There's so much I want to respond to in what you said. And, but I think first with the idea of allergies, I think what a lot of people don't realize, people think allergies are very physical. You know, yeah. your body's having this physiological response to a substance of food of whatever, some sort yeah. of trigger. But mm -hmm. so often there is an emotion, an emotional component to the allergy it's like somehow you know uh, the emotions get associated with the memory of something right mm -hmm. and every time you it's it, i mean we know this from like it could be uh, uh the example i sometimes give to my clients is you were you had a dad maybe like yours and you're sitting at the dinner table eating ice cream and dad has a freak out and throws things and hits something. And now your brain has associated ice cream, like you said, right? The salt ice cream is now associated with sphere. So that now the, that all that gets um, coded into our memory and the body, you know, our immune system perceives it as a threat and has to react to ice cream or a certain tone of voice or whatever it is. And fear is all embedded in that. It's really amazing. Like what, what do you say to your clients about that? <laughs> you first, I want to say you're totally right. Yes. <laughs> That's how it is. Yeah. Well, um, I just explained something in short. These, um, I just give an example similar to what you gave, but what's really interesting too, is that we inherit these things. So, mm. and so we have no idea. That's part of the deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, as you work with people, you know, I mean, I've worked with some people, for instance, who just have their whole view on life, not only allergies, come, it just comes down the family line. Yeah. Anyway, so I'll tell you a story, another story. Stories are the best, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm, <laughs> I got this first referral from like starting out in my acupuncture practice. I thought, okay, I'm going to network. I called this, this uh, chiropractor. He referred someone to me. He said, well, she uh, has these chronic migraines. So this is a physical condition, mm -hmm. totally physical, like allergies are totally physical. Just migraines, neck pain, shoulder pain. I've already, I've only been able to get her so far. Do you think you could help? I'm like, sure, send her over. So, um, she has been, she's in her early 30s when I saw her. She'd been in nine auto accidents, none of which she had caused. She's just sitting in her car and someone rear ends her. Mm -hmm. And she ends up with her head hitting the windshield. So mm -hmm. of course she's got all these head, neck, shoulder problems. So um, part of the approach I use has this statement that all the origins of this are healing now. And so as I'm working with her, 
um, I actually saw an image because that's just part of who I am. It's not part of TAT, but I see this image of a young boy in a wooded place, highly wooded in a log cabin. He's just there with his dad and some crazy guy bursts in and hits his dad over the head with a big club and kills him. So this boy has this experience. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, geez, first referral. Do I mention this? <laughs> or try to look like, you know, I'm a regular old acupuncturist. Well, so I thought, no, this is who I am. So I mentioned it to her and she got really quiet. And I thought, oh, God, what's she going to say? She said that she was with her father when her father died. He was on a ladder. The ladder fell over and it he broke his head open mm -hmm. so same pattern mm -hmm. and then she after our session she talked to her sisters who said we know of two men in the family who've been killed by somebody hitting them on the head with something wow and i was like oh my god so mm -hmm. it isn't just like an allergic reaction that can get passed on it's straight on information about how our family gets hurt or dies. And she said her kids have had inordinate amounts of swings to the head, bats to the head, concussions, little kids. She said they can walk down the hall in my house and if they fall down, they land on their head. Mm -hmm. so, so for me, what we're at the core doing is just like updating information. Mm -hmm. We're changing the information about what's, real for us how we relate to the world and that's basically what we're doing um, with DAT and the way <clears throat> I see it is what we're doing with uh, these type of energy psychology alternate approaches we're just updating information so that we have a totally new relationship and it can be a new relationship with um, a food with men with oh, our family doesn't die by getting hit in the head anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's super broad and amazing. I'll tell you one more little allergy story. I worked with a woman who was allergic to eggs. And she said, I talked to my sister the next day. My sister lives in Israel. And she said, geez, I've gone to bed for the night. Her twin sister, she said, and I just had to get up, go to the fridge and make an egg and eat it. Isn't that weird? <laughs> so that connection is in the family yeah totally um and it's non-local i mean quantum physics now is like telling us so many fascinating things about how you know that idea that the butterfly flaps its wings over here and the effect is felt over there. we're all connected i mean it's one big energy field there yeah. actually is no distinct separation between anything so um, I love the work that IONS, for example, does, the Institute of Noetic Sciences. Like they've got mm -hmm. such fascinating research on some of this stuff. Um, but to come back to acupuncture and acupressure, mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit about the traditional kind of view, like coming from traditional Chinese medicine for people who don't really know much about acupuncture, what, what is it and what is the premise coming from the traditional perspective? Yeah, in the traditional teachings they say that most of our illnesses originate from emotions and 
there are different um, organ systems in the body that characterize different emotions. So for instance, the liver deals with either having a smooth flow of energy or anger and frustration. And mm -hmm. it's meridian, so which is an energetic flow through the body that has been mapped and recorded scientifically through instrumentation. Anyway, the meridians are there and they carry information about that emotion. And so, or like the heart is about either shock or joy. The, we're in the season of fall in the Northern hemisphere anyway. So that has to do with loss and grief. Like when the leaves fall off of a tree, it's just that time of year and <clears throat> that emotion and the lungs and crying and all of that is there. So what we're trying to do as an acupuncturist is create flow because things get stuck <clears throat> in the same way that say that first little boy genetically had the shock of that moment gets stuck in the system, his emotional and physiological system. And that information was carried on through generations. Mm -hmm. um, that's just how it is. The information is in our system. So with acupuncture, we're trying to um, get it so that a person's system isn't stuck in those moments through acupuncture, acupressure. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing <clears throat> is creating a, a condition of flow and balance. In traditional Chinese medicine, they say that stuck energy equals pain. So mm. it could be emotional pain. It could be physical pain. It could be illness. Yeah. Fascinating. Wow. And so if you were to go right to an acupuncturist with something like depression, anxiety, um, you're not going to be sitting there talking about your problems. Your acupuncturist is going to be looking at how is the energy flowing or stuck in your body right. and how can we restore yes. the, the correct flow so that um, wellness can resume, right? Like the body can heal itself. That's like the basic premise, right? Totally true. Yes. Awesome. And so now Western medicine, after years of poo-pooing, this is 5,000 years or so, right? Of traditional right. medicine, when mm -hmm. the West kind of poo-pooed it all. Um, but then uh, Harvard Medical School did a 10-year study on acupuncture to an acupressure to see what is this. And you're right, instrumentations, uh, mapping, uh, MRIs. Now science is telling us there really is something to this. What do we know now from the more modern scientific perspective? You have more information on that than I do. <laughs> because what happened for me is I was so excited about finding a way to help people get over, including me, the emotional side of it that I turned my specialty to that and to people just being able to help themselves and people trained being able to help them get over any emotional uh, core troubles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think what we now know, I mean, from my understanding of it is that there's something involved with different parts of our brain, like the amygdala, right, is the emotional center of our brain. Mm -hmm. um, 
and the amygdala is what's responsible for our fight, flight, freeze response, right? So when mm -hmm. we experience intense emotions, that part of our brain gets activated and creates this whole like biochemical response that's supposed to help us if we're being, I don't know, chased by a bear in the woods, right? Right. But people in modern day are, are having that kind of reaction. Some people all the time, especially if they've had trauma. I work with a lot of trauma um, people who've had mm -hmm. that. They're, it's like they're constantly on. Their nervous system is always on because their amygdala is constantly firing and saying, I'm in danger. There's a threat here. Right. Yeah. So how, so, so it seems like one of the things that um, stimulating these acupuncture points is doing is it's sending a signal up to the amygdala and saying, hey, we're not in a life or death situation. It's okay to calm down. And we get out of this sympathetic nervous system arousal into a parasympathetic state of relaxation. That's kind of my general understanding of it. Mm -hmm. And I bet what you would see then with your clients is when they receive the treatment, they come in, maybe like you said, all stressed out from driving or they're whatever they're upset about. How do they leave? What's the state they're in when they leave? <laughs> they're really chill. Yeah. They're calm. Yes. So the information in their amygdala has mm -hmm. changed yeah. in, in their whole, the whole acupuncture meridian system has changed. What's special about this particular point is that all the meridians join and, and <clears throat> enter the brain right here. So that's why I was thinking, okay, great point. Let's give that a shot and see if it helps people get over things faster. And it did. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, we have, yeah. and we have points all over our bodies, right? I mean, the meridians run from our feet, right through our organs, down into our arms and up and out our head, but so right. much, right. Is like, they're all end, all the endpoints are up here in the head. So I, I actually didn't know that it was coming through. This is bladder one. Yes. Is that the name of this position? It's actually, this is bladder two up by the eyebrows. Bladder uh -huh. one is just immediately above the upper inner corner of each eye, like an eighth yes. of an inch. Yes. Right. <clears throat> yeah. The actual endpoints of meridians are at fingers and toes, by the way. Oh, really? See, yeah. now you're educating me. I love it. Okay. <laughs> but they do go up into the head. And so that makes sense that you, you keep up now, but there's also another hand position right over here right. in the back. Tell us about that. What's going on in the back? When we're doing the pose, which we'll get into, what's going on here with this other hand? Um, and there are a lot of points there called window of the sky points mm. that have to do with spiritual upliftment. There's just a lot of points, I mean, that are entering the brain right here from different meridians. And the way I got, I didn't tell this part of the story, but the way I got to thinking of including my hand back here, is that <clears throat> I met this woman who said she'd learned these eye exercises from Tibetan monks that were supposed to be awesome for emotional healing. So I thought, well, and she also met a guy who was saying that you can move this new game he was inventing, a um, computer game by 
putting electrodes attached to this back part of the brain <clears throat> near the occiput. So she said, just by moving the eyes, he said, you could make things happen. And this was the vision part of the brain. So I thought, well, just driving to work one day. Well, since this is so vision related, it was these points I'd come up with plus this one. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, maybe if I put my hand here, it would just help people get over their allergies faster. And it did. Mm -hmm. And this point came to me because I was showing this to one of my clients for his poison oak allergy. And he said, oh, my little old Tai Chi master from China told me to use these points plus this here for getting over headaches and other problems. And I was hoping I could find out why, but he had lost touch with the guy. So I thought, okay, well, I'll just try this. Mm -hmm. And so the treatments went better. That's how I was judging what to do, what not to do. Mm -hmm. Yes. Cool. And then that's how so many of these techniques were developed, right? It was just by experimentation and well, yeah. working on yourself and your clients. And let's see what this does. What if we add this? What if we try that? Yep. I love yep. it. Love it. Yep. And now science is supporting the work. You've actually had some research. There's been some research done on TAT. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, there was research done by the NIH, National Institutes of Health and Kaiser Permanente. And what they found was that they did it about weight loss maintenance. And they found that the people who did TAT had the best results compared to people who were just sharing and talking in a group and people who were doing Qigong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. And, so, they, and they got good results. They did. They found that the people who did TAT had the longest lasting and best results as far as not regaining weight. So, yeah. So cool. Well, with so much of um, like overeating and sort of dis disordered eating, so much of that is emotionally driven, right? It's stress. Oh, totally. It's people who, again, a lot of people that I see who've had trauma, you know, they're using food as a, or alcohol and drugs, whatever, you know, as some sort of coping strategy. And so if you can give them another way to deal with their emotions, they don't have to keep going back to the same old pattern, you know, that really isn't, you know, healthy for them. Right. So that's exactly, yeah. I would love for you to have us, to have you lead us in a little sample of TAT so the audience can get a sense for how it works. Sure. Okay, so the first thing we'll do is a big intention we always do. And as we're going through this, what you do is you just allow yourself to hear what I'm saying and notice whatever you happen to notice. You're not in a condition of trying to make it true trying to be in some different kind of condition. You're just hanging out, not adding any deep breathing or anything. Just see what happens, give it a shot. <clears throat> yeah. So the first thing we'll do is the heart pose, which is, yeah, palm over palm over your heart chakra. So that means near your heart, but midline. And we'll just make this big intention together. This healing's on behalf of 
all of us, all our families, all our ancestors, our conscious and subconscious mind, all the parts of us, all the points of view we've ever been identified with, for all beings involved, all beings who'd like to benefit, and it'll happen in a way that is safe and easy. Okay, so what we're each gonna do now is just pick something that's, the best thing to pick would be a particular thing, one thing that happened to you that isn't so awful that it's, you're just gonna kind of lose yourself in it. So maybe on a scale of one to 10, it's like a five or a six. Mm -hmm. Or if you're already a skilled practitioner and you've got things like this where you know you can get yourself out the other side of it and be fine, well, you can pick something that's more intense than that. But if you're new to this, just something that's like, uh, you can feel that that makes me feel bad when I think about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So just one incident you have in your mind and just maybe note to yourself, like on a scale of one to 10, where's, where is this right now? Where would you rate it with 10 being the worst and one being like, this doesn't really bother me anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then what we'll do is the TAT pose. So how you do that is your thumb and your ring finger of whichever hand you lightly touch just immediately above the upper inner corner of each eye. And then you put your middle finger at midline, just about a half inch above your eyebrows. This is, besides being an acupuncture point, it's also uh, a chakra in another system. Mm -hmm. And then you put your other hand at the base of your skull, so that your thumb is, there's my hairline. It's just above your hairline centered. You're not sticking your thumb in that notch. You're just letting your hand rest centered back there. Mm -hmm. So that's the TAT pose. Mm -hmm. so all you're going to do now is keep your hands there and listen as I'm um, taking us through it. This will last, oh, just about four minutes is all. If your arms get tired, you can switch to reverse your arms. Okay. Everything that led up to my resonating, identifying, and connecting with this, this meaning the thing you're working on, happened. Everything that led up to my resonating, identifying, and connecting with this happened. All of that happened, it's over. And I no longer resonate, identify, or connect with this. This next couple of statements includes the word God for part of it. So you can use that statement or not as you like, or you can substitute whatever word you like, like source or whatever your favorite name is for that universe. Okay, so still in the pose. All the places in my mind, body and life where this has been stored are healing now. God, thank you for healing all the places in my mind, body and life where this has been stored. And we don't need to know what they are. 
which is making this intention. I'll say it again. All the places in my mind, body, and life where this has been stored are healing now. God, thank you for healing all the places in my mind, body, and life where this has been stored. And then for this next step, we also don't need to know any specifics. All the origins of this are healing now. God, thank you for healing all the origins of this. I love and accept all the parts of me that have been involved in this. It's now safe and okay for you to be totally present and relaxed in the here and now. Okay, you can put your arms down and please take a few moments just to review what you decided to work on. See how does it feel just in this moment now and how would you rate it now on a scale of one to 10? So Adriana, up to you if you'd like to share anything about your experience. I'd yeah, to it. it was interesting. I started with actually one issue um, that didn't have a whole lot of charge um, in the moment, but has been sort of an ongoing thing. And then as soon as we got into the pose and you said the first thing, it switched to something else. I'm like, oh no, that's the one I need to work on, which is funny because that often has happened with clients as well, that as they get going, it switches over to another issue. Um, right. So I went with that and it was about a conflict with another person um, that I'm still kind of pissed off about and just have been sort of just avoiding it. Um, and by the end, I think, especially when you got to this step around the origins of this are healing, because I don't even really know what the origins of this one are. I mean, probably some other lifetime, who knows what. Um, yeah. But as soon as we did that step, I noticed just my body started to relax. It was that I could feel my nervous system from like sort of the agitation and activation got calm. I've noticed like my shoulders kind of came down. I wanted to kind of like relax my whole body. Um, and it, it came down a couple points, um, you know, to where it's still an issue, but I don't feel uh, so charged. Like when I think about that person up until now, it's been like, Ugh, you know, and right now it's just kind of like, Meh, whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. it'll resolve yeah. itself when it resolves itself. Like it's mm -hmm. not resolved yet, but I feel more, more okay with it now. Cool. Did you do the numbers rating as well? Yeah, I would say it went from like a four or five down to about a two. Okay, cool. Yeah. Not yeah. bad in whatever, four minutes. Yeah, for four minutes, that's pretty good. And you have kind of a longer version of this as well, right? There are, there are a few more steps. If oh, you yeah. Kind of the whole process, there are more steps. So, you know, like if I went through all of them, I might get to a different space with the issue, right? Totally. This is just a little taste. Usually um, a session 
takes, I mean, if you do it for yourself, it's usually about 20 to 30 minutes, just kind of being with what happens by the end, noticing, like if you were a client, I'd say, oh, what still remains? And we'd do it about that if there was anything after all those steps. So, yeah. That's great. How can people learn how to do this, whether they are a professional or uh, just a potential uh, client or regular person? Um, how, how do they learn more? They can go to my website, tatlife.com. We've got a whole list of professionals, certified TAT professionals there. You can work with someone one-on-one. Of course, everybody's working online now, so you can find someone and do that. Um, there, there's also a TAT on demand offering where there's over 50 offerings. There's different recordings and you can pick what matches whatever's going on for you. Or there's a general one and it's one of my clients calls it, well, I do my tat along. So <laughs> they're just being led through. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there's doing sessions with me and that's possible. And if you would like to do it with clients, we have a certification program so that you really learn the ins and outs um, of how to do it. I mean, it looks really simple, but when people get into their stuff, uh, there are things that can happen that make it so that, for instance, they're not even in their body anymore. They're just sort of floating around somewhere and how do you bring them back or you're working with someone and they just get stuck. What do you do? So it's all of that. So that's also available online. Wonderful. And, yeah. And you do workshops yourself sometimes as well. Like I've noted on certain topics that are just kind of open and, and general for anyone, right? Yes, totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And the TAT on demand is for anyone. Wonderful. Um, And let's do put a little bit of a disclaimer out there. I think it's important for people to know that if they're going to do work on themselves with this modality or any other really um, energy-based modality or or really any technique, how important it is to just um, not overwhelm yourself. I know when I first started with this stuff, I was trying to treat all of my deep, dark trauma from, and I got flooded and overwhelmed because I was doing it on my own. So like, recognizing that there are some things that having a trained practitioner there to support you and guide you in case you do get stuck or in case you do kind of check out of your body or whatever it is and can't get yourself out of it to have someone else there who is trained and experienced and knows how to do it is super important. So I always suggest to people that, you know, if you're really working with some heavy stuff to consider the possibility of getting some support around it. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I recommend in all of my products and sessions that nobody is in the pose more than 20 minutes in a day because so much changes. I mean, if you can change someone's allergy, you know, there's physiological things going on and their emotions. There's a lot that um, transforms. So you want to give your body time to integrate all of that and you want to drink plenty of water. Yes. Thank you so much, Tapas, for being with us today. This was really wonderful. And we'll include the link to your website and everything in the show notes. Um, Any final thoughts for our audience? Yes. If you would just do 
the TAT pose or even the heart pose with the thought for yourself whenever you're stuck in something, it's possible for this to completely heal. Then that'll open up the path. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you for mm -hmm. giving us that, giving us that hope. Yeah, that's the one thing I can say about doing this work now for over 20 years is I now know absolutely anything can be healed. We have the technology, we have the, the ways to do it. So anything is possible. And for our viewers and listeners to know that, if we can inspire that hope in them, that's one of the greatest gifts we can give them. So thank you so much for sharing your experience, your wisdom, and your presence. I'm very grateful. Thank you, audience, for tuning in. Um, if you like the podcast, please do comment, like, share it. Let's get this information out there in the hands of more people so they too know that there is hope and that they can change whatever in their life is not working. Tune in next time. Thanks so much for having me. See you next time. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. This has been Dr. Adriana Popescu. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe and share with others. To find out more about me, my guests, and more, please visit my website at adrianapopescu.org. See you next time.